Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. I mean, I'm not saying that I remember Mark and I were just talking about it. When I first started going to Shea Stadium on my own, I used to pay like six bucks to for an upper-level seat. Now, I mean, what I was working part-time, probably my first job, even if I was working, I forget the exact details of where I was at in my life, but I mean, I wasn't really making any money at all. I think I was probably part-time, let's say, at King Cullen, and I don't even remember what the pay was, but... Minimum wage. And so let's say you go to the game and you're paying six bucks for an upper level upper level seat just to get in. And then we go down and sit in the field level spot. Whether you sneak down there or, you know, slip an usher a couple of bucks. I mean, that's how it used to be. Now, I'm not saying it needs to be like that. But how we went from a sporting event being a very affordable. And this is why I hate when they turn it into these new, fancy, state-of-the-art, you know, beautiful arenas, it's not for you or me. It's for rich people or for you know stockbrokers or whatever the hell these people or the companies. That's who it's for. It is not for your average person to go be able to go enjoy a Knicks game or a Rangers game or a concert. Forget about the concerts. I mean, that's out of control. Billy Joel, whoever it may be. And the garden is beautiful. I love the arena. Now, I love the old garden, too. But it's beautiful what they've done with it. Clean, beautiful, state-of-the-art building. I love everything about it. Love, 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 love. But the ticket prices just are... You can't afford it. There is definitely somewhere in between where you can talk about inflation from where the tickets used to be. I'm not saying it's got to be 20 bucks or 25 bucks per ticket to sit in the blue seats. But there's something about where it went from that to now, you know, 250 bucks for a decent seat. I don't know. I mean, you start thinking about bringing four people. You can't, I mean, I'd rather go on vacation. It's insane what it is. Even the Mets, I was talking about it. Where I think Fleegs and I were discussing this probably during the middle of the season where we were looking at just a random. Oh, I know what it was. I had gotten free tickets to a Mets Marlins game. And then I wanted to get an extra two to have my friend come and join us. I think I had like four tickets. So he was going to come with his son or whatever. So he was going to sit next to us. There was something like that. We were trying to get tickets in that same section as a friend. And they were like $200. 
Now, there were good seats, field level, behind the Marlins dugout. And in this case, it was Mets versus Marlins. All the way up, but still, third base side, all the way up, field level. 200 bucks for a August or June, well, I forget what it was at the time, Mets-Marlins game? Who the hell is going to pay that? That is insane. At least to me. Roger's calling from Elmhurst. What's up, Roger? What's up, Salvatore? Roger. You remember me? Uh, I think so. (laughs) For Caesars book up, book up. Over there at Shea at City Field. Oh, Roger! Of course I remember you, Roger! Roger was hooking me up at City Field is right. Now, Roger, I will say that the first night that I went there, I'm yelling out, hey, where's Roger? And then the place goes nuts. For Roger, for me, it was great, Roger. And then your friend, whoever the bartender was, did not hook me up. <laughs> yeah, I know she realized that she, she messed up, but uh, I took care of it afterwards. Oh, uh, no, you're the man. Uh, Roger, I, I got to admit, you took great care of me and my friends. We missed you on the third night. You must have been off that night. I went no, in. no, I no, I was working. I was working Billy Joe because I work at a steakhouse. Also, naked steps right next to the garden. So I was working Billy Joe. Once I was done with Billy Joe, I went to the game. Ah, so and I didn't see you there in the beginning. Okay. No, no, no. But no, Roger, no, I must no. say, I must let the audience know you are the freaking man, and you had that place lit with your energy. Uh, what's the name of it again? The Caesar Sports Bar and Grill. Yeah, uh, Metro Metro Grill, Metro Grill. Yeah, at City Field, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you got to see what I do in my restaurant for uh, Rangers playoffs. I ring a bell all down the, the thing and, and go crazy. Oh, I uh, I'd love I'm to see Nick. it. That's at Nick and Steph's. Yeah, Nick and Steph's at thirty third and eighth. Yeah, you know, I never, uh, I never been there. I've walked past it a hundred times. I've never been in there. Ah, uh, you got to stop by. I, I I served there. I don't bartend there, but I served there. Um. And you got the hook up there too, so don't even. Uh, worry you're about the man, that. Roger. You are the man. All righty. No, I just wanted to say, look, um, I'm glad Sal, you you brought that great energy too. Um, and we had a great time. Everybody was like, you know, happy on my regulars, and uh, hope to see you. Listen, I know we're talking about season tickets and all that crap, man, but you come to City Field, you know, you're going to be taken care of. Oh, uh, you're all the right? man, uh, Roger. <laughs> and my favorite part, and I and I do appreciate that. And I don't even, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for the hookup, but if you're going to offer, mine as well. But my favorite part was just the the energy when we were going nuts. I saw you, you saw me. The crowd was going crazy. That was fun. We had more. Cra- we were more excited for that than the actual Mets. You should have seen when I walked in. When I walked in on on Sunday, everybody went nuts because they thought I was going to come. And I told them, I said, "I'm not leaving my people. I'm going to stay until the end." Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic! Unfortunately, we have to wait till April. But I'm going to come. I'm definitely going to yeah. come seek you out again, Roger. I promise. Yeah, definitely. Stop by when you go to a Ranger game or whatever. Give me uh, give me a call at Nick's Staffs, or you know, I don't know if you got my personal number there. Just give me a call, and if you need a reservation, I got you. All right, All right Roger. Usually gets, usually gets booked. All right, yo, Sal, let's go Jets. The only thing that saved me right now, saving me is not thinking about the Mets of Jets. They're winning. Oh, five and two. <laughs> you got to be happy with that start, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely, brother. All righty, Sal. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just wanted to say hi. You know me. I'm always in the hustle. Thank you, <laughs> Roger. Thank you. You are the man. I appreciate it. You got it, bud. We, right. we had a great time. I walked in because Roger called the night before. Could it have been the night before game one of the wild card? It probably was. And he's like, Sal, come by. I'm doing the Caesars book grill or whatever. We'll hook you up. 
So I was like, all right, whatever. I, let me, uh, you know, I, I took the note down because I did want to go say hi. He said to go say hi. I'm in that section anyway or around there. Let me go say hi. So I walk in. I'm like, where's Roger at? People are like, huh, what? Who's that? Oh, is that Sal? And Roger's like, Sal. And he goes nuts. Then I go nuts. The crowd was going nuts. Roger had that place lit. He should be hyping the crowd up. Forget about being behind the bar. And I'm like, all right, Roger, you got me? He's like, yeah, yeah, just uh, my, my coworker will take care of you. And then I told her what I wanted, and then I got the bill. It was like 300 bucks. Roger, what happened to the hookup? No, I'm just kidding. And then Roger, of course, did take care of me later, but it was great. His energy was infectious behind the bar. And, Roger, I may take you up on that Nick and Steph's just to come say hello. I've never been there before. John is calling from New Milford, Connecticut. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Sal? How you doing? How are you, John? Good. No, I was just piggybacking, and Chris kind of stole my thunder. It's like they're pricing the regular guys out of the seats right now. It's It's been happening for years. I don't understand. Like, I can only – I love the garden. I love to go to the garden. I can only afford, like, St. John's tickets right now, and I'm a big St. John's fan, so I'm not complaining, but I'm a huge Knicks fan, but I can't go there now. It's, it's out of control. Like, I get if you want to make the – you know, really premium seats, absurdly uh, expensive. You, you should right. you shouldn't have it to where you're talking about you know, two hundred bucks for a Wednesday night against the Hornets. There's no way. Exactly. Now, now maybe you right. could go on StubHub and get a better deal day of or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm just getting back into it, John. I really haven't paid a ton of attention to it outside of the last couple of years. But I'm learning. Right. I'm learning that the game is completely different from when I used to go to games many years ago. You know what I think it was. When they redid the garden and it's beautiful, and they and they signed Carmelo, like this, each year the tickets keep going up and up and up for Knicks games at least. Well, you bring up an interesting point because at that time I lived in the city and I've always it was always a dream to have Knicks and Rangers season tickets and I was living in the city on my of own. Course. Yeah, yeah. And the I want to say was it Porzingis's rookie year. It might have been the year. I think it might have been, yeah. Well, the year that they won, was it the year they won 54 games? No, it might have been the year after that. Yeah, right. I don't right know. Right around there, yeah. Well, whatever. One of those years I had season tickets. And I not full season, but I bought like a 12-game plan. Exactly. Yeah, I bought like a 12-game plan. And it was supposed to include playoff option. But okay. they actually made the playoffs. And it did not. Those... SOBs, they did not allow me to buy postseason <laughs> tickets. And it was at that point that I was just done with them. They ripped me off for the tickets anyway. And it was right. maybe like, I want to say it was like a buck 40 per ticket. So you're talking about that three. Right. Yeah, and it was behind the basket. I just, it was a new experience for me. It was just, I don't know. It was fun to be able to have it, but I was like, I'll never do this again. And right. it's gotten worse, I feel like, since. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, they priced me out. I mean, I'm just a working guy, you know? Well, right, aren't we all? I mean, that, but that's the right. problem. So if you want to go to the game, I mean, what do you I suppose? Can't, I can't go to a Knicks game anymore. And you got to wait for freebies? No, I'm just saying, like, I'm a huge college basketball fan, so I go to St. John's games because I can afford that. Right, I no, I got, well, what's St. John's tickets? 25 bucks, 40 bucks? What are we looking at? No, I mean, if you want to sit in a good seat, it's a little more than that. Like what? Uh, 60 to 80. All right, I mean, so you could get in the garden for that, but you're sitting in a bad seat. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a matter of if you – and thank you for the call, John. I appreciate you checking in. I just don't know – and if you could afford it or you choose to 
go to the game and say you take your family or whatever, it's going to be one and done. I mean, that's it. But then again, you're going. I'll tell you right now, I am not, and I did this last year. I wanted to go. I took my wife to a crappy Knicks. Who the hell did they play? I forget who they played. Maybe it was Knicks Pistons or, oh, no, it was Knicks Nuggets. Was it Knicks Nuggets or was that a different game? That might have been a different game. Anyway, I went to a Knicks, random Knicks game, and it was not a good opponent. It was not a big game whatsoever. Might have been Knicks Rockets. I think it was Knicks Rockets, actually. I went to a few games last year. I took my nephew to Knicks Nuggets, and then we went back to the Garden for Rangers Blackhawks that same day. I wanted to do the twofer. But I did Knicks Rockets with my wife and two other friends. And the tickets were probably over 100 each, and they were up, upstairs. I'm like, I don't want to sit up here. It wasn't any fun. You're way up there. And it's one thing if you pay 50 bucks or 60 bucks per to sit up there, fine. Over $100 to sit upstairs? No, thank you. I learned. I'd rather just invest in a good seat then, assuming that you could afford it. Jonathan is calling from Hewlett. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, how are you, pal? Good. How are you, Jonathan? I'm doing all right. Actually, as I turned on the radio, it was perfect timing. In my mind, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I was talking about to my friends the other day. I travel back and forth um, between New York and Miami, and I can go to Heat games for half the price. So give me an example. What's a, a good seat at a Heat game cost? So I went to a playoff game, game one of, of the Heat series. I forgot who they played. I think uh, the mm. Hawks in game one. And I think I paid about 100 bucks to sit the first, I think it was the two row, uh, section 200, but the first row. Right. So that's a good seat for a playoff game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. New York is absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, the way and, it's and, I, and I've taken and I've taken my kids to Marlins games. We sat front row. I think it was 50 bucks a ticket. Well, you go around. I mean, the Marlins are going to be low, obviously, right. because it's the Marlins. But, yes, you go around Major League Baseball. I mean, I could say the same thing for the A's. It was kind of dirt cheap. Now, there are always going to be some expensive seats. But if you could afford it, right, I don't mind paying 200 bucks if I'm sitting behind home plate or have an excellent Correct. seat. But if you're going to pay 200 bucks at the Garden to sit in an average seat or in the 200s or sit up there, I mean, that's it's just not right. Or how about, I mean, I got offered free tickets to the Yankees game, game four, but because of the weather and the cold the cold weather, I was like, I can't take my kids to a cold game even for free. Yeah, I mean, that's different with the weather getting involved, but it should never be. I, I mean, I'm not sure how we've gotten to this point, but it should never be, Jonathan, and thank you for the call, that the Yankees or Mets aren't sold out and that ticket is not in demand. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care what the round of the playoffs is now down oh three a little different story combined with the weather i could see how fans are going to be lining up to go for that but still i just think it's sad to where we've gotten where it's these prices are out of control taco frank calling from hamilton new jersey taco did you get any sleep last night i mean sleep last night Give me a break with that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You come on here and singing the uh, Mets season is over. And I'm not going to be able to a little sweep joke at you. Uh, you absolutely are, man. Uh, disappointment. But, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. And, you know, it kind of ended how I expected. Uh, and I told you during the year we were never as good as the, uh, the record was. But uh, all I know is, man, I've, I've seen seven parades in my lifetime counting the year I was born. And, uh, 
you know, you Mets fans, uh, I've seen one in your lifetime anyway. Well, Keith how Stover. how old are you? Same as you, buddy. So I got you're the same. You're the same age as I am. Yeah. What do you think? I'm old. Oh uh, no, I didn't know. I, you said I, you saw seven. I, I was trying to do the math real quick. So uh, was... 70, 77, man. I can count. I was on the planet. Uh, all right. So no, 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 no. That does not count. Yeah. Come on. Wait. I was. I was at the seventy-eight parade. I have pictures. Yeah, My what? father holding me. Yeah, so. oh, God. I guess I give you credit for that. If your father was that big of a fan where he had you at the parade, maybe. But I don't know if I'm counting that one. Anyway, yes, the Yankees have historically been better than the Mets. But I will tell you this. I got to see my team participate in the World Series more recently than you have. Hmm. I, can't, I can't argue with that, buddy. Yeah. And I got no voice I got no voice right now from these games. It's killing me. Yeah, how many World Series but, uh, games are you going to now? Taco Frank, of course, in New Jersey goes to both Phillies games and Yankees games. been all over the place. Well, I got to hit you with a couple ticket things, and then I, I'm working on a trip right now, which is pretty cool. And uh, so next Thursday, and I don't know, I, I got to kind of wait and see how the series goes. But next Thursday, the Eagles are playing. Uh, the yeah, Texans the Texans. One of my buddies and, at SNY is a big Philadelphia fan, and he just tell me about that. How about that? It's an off day for the World Series, too. Yeah, and then, and then Friday is Game Six, so I'm going to try to pull some connections for Game. You know, so if if it's looking like a sweep or you know. I'm going to have to play it by ear kind of thing, but I've been pricing tickets and everything. And it's funny with this, man. You're talking about ticket prices. I got a couple of scenarios for you, but 80, I got my 83 World Series ticket, which, you know, Phillies, my, my pop took me and I still have the ticket. Carlton pitch, I, you know, he, he signed the ticket and everything over the years for me. $25 for the 500 level. Yeah, it's insane. So, but still Phillies 25 bucks. Phillies next week, buddy. Standing room is starting at 1200 on the sub Yeah, my buddy, like I said, he was telling me, because I was like, oh, you're going to the World Series. He said it's like 1000 bucks to get in, which is just insane. Not, that, that's just, yeah, the cheapest one at sub right now is 1175 for standing room. And I'm at the Yankee game the other night, and I didn't. I sold my Phillies tickets. I had I, I had 4800 I got for my, my uh, Phillies tickets I had, and I'm in like the 200, 200 level section. What would you get? And, uh, like Fleegs was saying, I got uh, just a... Minus the stub, I got like fifty five hundred, but you have to pay fifteen percent stub hub fee. Fifty five hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, I had eight, I had eight tickets, so they oh, okay. one for a little under five, little under five hundred, and uh, and that was for, for game series, five. That was uh, not the, the game before the clincher. I, I was at the clincher. The game before, I was at game three of the Yankees game was game uh, four of the Phillies. Okay, so I, right. I went to the Yankees, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like Fleek said, man, I, one guy bought four or three, so I ended up selling the last ticket for like 190 10 minutes before the game because I'm sitting in my Yankee seat and I didn't want to get stuck with the ticket. So, like Fleek was saying, some guy somewhere got a great deal on it because they were selling for 500 and I ended up selling it for 200 so I didn't get stuck. Right, with if it. you exactly. If you wait, you're gonna it's going to come down. So, well, let me just ask you real quick, your history. You're, are you a Phillies fan at all? No, no, I, I like the Phillies a lot. I mean, we got a season to, you know, have tickets. We go to probably 10 to 15 games a year. But, uh, you know, like in 2008 or, or 2009, Nine, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all Yankees. Okay, I got you it. Know, no, I knew uh, you were a Yankee they, fan, but play, I, you were saying your dad in the 83 World Series. And I was like, wait a second. That was it's the same thing. We grew up in a similar area where I'm at now, and uh, it's just it's such a pain. Give you an example. The, the, and the both stadiums are sold out, obviously. It took me 55 minutes to get home, get out of the stadium and get home from Philly. And a and, uh, Yankee game took me almost four hours every time to get over the bridge out of the parking lot. Oh, and, know, a, and, uh, a, and a loss to boot. Oof, that had to be uh, rough. Well, so listen to this real quick, though. Texans tickets for that Thursday night, 
you can if they start out at thirty two dollars on some of them. <laughs> I mean that's absurd. See, I'll get the tickets I'm looking at are front row on the fifty for for two hundred and forty dollars. That same ticket to an Eagles game. Philly tickets are just crazy right now, but that same ticket goes for about fifteen hundred in Philly. Right, exactly. So, or if you equate it to the Knicks, it's the same thing. You're talking about thousands of dollars. Yeah, the ba- basketball tickets are just so absurd right now. Whether it's the Knicks, the Sixers, I mean, I don't understand the market for them. And uh, you know, it's it's tough to well, go it's to. Not there. Not some kind of it, I don't know what it's like in Philly. The Knicks aren't selling out, so clearly that's telling you something. It's not there. Yeah, I think they've out they've outpriced themselves, and uh, I don't know who's paying some of these outrageous. Uh, you know, prices. I mean, if you have season tickets, you can make it reasonable if you can unload some of the tickets or, you know, you have business connections and you need to do things with them. But the average fan is, is kind of outpriced on a lot of these things. And one, one more thing before you let me go. I think it was Jimmy or whoever. How does any, and I, you know how big a Yankee fan I am, buddy. I, I eat, breathe, and sleep it. How does anybody like Michael K? Oh, come I, on. I, I mean, every Yankee fan I know can't stand them. No, no disrespect, man. His career speaks for itself, I suppose. But I can't take him. I I, I can't take his show. I, you know, I can't take listening to him during the game. Well, um, here, I, I don't. You know, I, I'm not trying to have a, another rip job here. And thank you for the call, Taco Frank. But what happened before, in case you missed it, while you were sleeping, Jimmy in Jersey called up and basically said, "Well, I love Michael K's word more than anybody else." Well, don't call my show and say that. That's number one. Number two, I did give Michael K a ton of credit for the way that he handled it on the postgame. I thought he did an excellent job. Did not mince words whatsoever. Yankees needed to be criticized. He criticized them. That's not easy to do on the Yankees network as the play-by-play voice of the New York Yankees. So I give Kay credit with that. Now, I have never been the biggest fan of his on either radio or play-by-play, but that's just me. Uh, I do love Don LaGreca on the show, so I'm not going to go on a rip job on the show. And everybody teaches on. I mean, some people love Bob Costas. Some people don't. Some people like this one. Some people don't. Some people like that. Whatever. It is what it is. But don't call my show, Jimmy, and say that you love Michael K. Call his show then. Don't get me started again. You know, I don't want to get into any radio wars here. And believe me, neither do they. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan. Anybody want to go to a game this weekend? 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Been talking Yankees, did a little Jets and Giants, a little bit of everything so far throughout the course of this marathon show. And, of course, ticket price. I don't know how we got on that topic, but uh, either way, it is interesting. And it's just really sad where we've gotten to where it used to be nice to have sellouts. And back then, you complain about the sellouts, but at least if you you know, you know you want to go, you have to pay on the secondary market. And you figure out a way to get in. Now it's ridiculous. They don't sell out because nobody wants to pay the price. Might not sell out Sunday, but Jets Patriots is going to be the most or the highest attendance for a Jets home game since probably at least seven years ago. Jets Patriots at the end of the 2015 season. You know, I didn't even think about that. Fleegs Fo- going to football games is so far out of my thought process. You can't get me off the couch on a Sunday to go to a football game. I'm sorry, I- I'm just not doing it. I-, I don't like driving to MetLife. I don't like MetLife. Period. I don't like watching football in person. I'd much rather, I'm not a tailgate guy. 
I'd much rather sit uh, sit home, watch every game, as opposed to pay to go for one. Are you going Sunday? No. I had multiple friends ask me. One of them was Zoo, who said a couple weeks ago about going. I, and I told him and the other friend who asked me who doesn't work here the same thing, there's not a chance. I just The idea of spending an entire Sunday getting to MetLife's, and I live relatively close to MetLife Stadium, right. getting there, parking, Getting out, the stadium is a, is awful. The entire experience of MetLife, I'm out. I will try to do one jet road game a year. I love going to Miami. Right. I did it last year. I plan on doing it this year in Week 18. Hopefully, it's you know for a playoff spot. But the the MetLife Stadium experience in every way is something I'm not interested in ever doing. Maybe, but this you know, will be a good a Monday, one. If they had a Monday night game and I'm not missing all the other games, maybe I would do that. I love the Jets. I'm a diehard Jets fan. I want to be able to, right after the game ends at 4.05, flip to Red Zone or flip to one of the yeah. other channels and watch the rest of the game. I'm with you. The football watching experience has become too good to want to leave. I have no interest in missing all the other games. I want to watch everything. Focus on the Jets, focus on the Giants, 1 and 4 o'clock, whatever it may be, and watch everything else that's going on around the league. Which, by the way, while we're on the subject here, will you get off of Matt Ryan's back? Ursay, Reich, whoever decided to bench Matt Ryan and embarrass him, shame on you. This is not Matt Ryan's fault. Get an offensive line that can protect the guy. I hate to see Matt Ryan going out like this. I'm not saying he's been great. This is not his fault. The Colts suck. You tell me every quarterback that they bring in can't get it going? Matt Ryan is an excellent leader. Matt Ryan should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. To have Matt Ryan embarrassed and benched and then to have them come out and say it's not just because of his separated shoulder, he would have been benched anyway. To go with some guy that nobody's ever heard of, it's sickening. And I'm heartbroken for Matt Ryan. He deserves better. This is not his fault. And they got to deal with clowns on social media saying Matt Ryan's washed up. Well, what do they think he's going to be? All of a sudden, Michael Vick running the football? This is what he is. is a pocket passer. Now, you want to say the sport has left pocket passers in the dust? So be it. That's a different story. But Matt Ryan is a hell of a quarterback and everything that you could possibly want in a leader. Everything that you could ever want in a leader of a franchise. Should have won a Super Bowl if not for a moron head coach. He was a league MVP, should have been a Super Bowl winner. Uh, my heart breaks for Matt Ryan. Terrible. I found out today. I had no idea. He's on one of my fantasy teams that I run with a guy at SNY, and he was texting me, oh, yeah, I dumped Matt Ryan because he's benched. I was like, what? They benched Matt Ryan? What? And I watched that game. That's what made me think of it. I was watching a little bit of that game, Colts and Titans. All right, he made a couple bad throws. He's under the rest of the entire friggin' game. Somebody help him out. Receivers running the wrong routes. Yeah, sure. Blame Matt Ryan. I went from embracing the Colts to now, I hope they lose every single game in embarrassing fashion the rest of the way. I hate the Colts. They're right up there with the Aints. Disgusting. Anyway, where were we? 877-337-6666. Marcus is calling from Milford, Connecticut. What's up, Marcus? Hey, what's going on, pal? How are you? I'm good, thanks. So um, let me start off saying, um, first, I, I don't like to give the Mandra or the Yankees. I, I don't, Boone, I don't, I don't want to sit here and kill them, but 
let me start off saying when I can't remember a time where a manager's moves have been as questionable as his have been. I mean, think about it. They blew a two-run lead in the ninth inning against Cleveland. That they almost blew that series, and I, and that would have been on Boone not putting Clay Holmes in. I think that was a joke. And then you go ahead and you put him in. So he admitted that he made a mistake with that. That and Torres lead off Carpenter in the game. Like I get it, this guy doesn't have a bench, but I mean, do you have some you know what to tell Donaldson? Look, you don't have it. You're not playing. Like this, there's no. Well, who are you going to play instead of him? I just put IKF at third. I don't. I don't know. Just. That right. wasn't what he was doing was not working at all. Like, all right. Here's the counter, though. But here's the counter, Marcus, before I let you finish, and I'll let you have all the time you want here. But the counter is, do you think Aaron Boone's making all these decisions? Or do you think that it's the front office? Yeah, yes. So whatever analytics that they got, whatever data they have in their iPads, it doesn't work. Their analytics does not work compared to the assholes who seems like they're in the World Series. Or not seems, they are in the World Series of the ALCS. <laughs> Every single year. So the data they have is obviously not good as the data the Azos have. And they spend a ton of money. So it starts with Cashman. Like, it's not working. Why is Donaldson our third baseman for $25 million, but Bryce Harper's not on the team? Yeah, I mean, that's why I say that it's more than obviously Aaron Boone. I don't think this is Aaron Boone's fault. Now, is Aaron Boone a great manager? I don't believe that he has been. For the Yankees, I think he's, though, listening too much to the front office and applying that data the way that they ask him to. But the Yankees' problems, to me, started after 2017. They have never been as good as they were in 2017, where the baby bombers at that time, we thought they were just getting going. Unfortunately for them, they peaked. Yeah, and, and, and like, I'm not a big fan of going out there and handing out. Like, what you do with a long-term contract is you piece one in here and then you plug them in to fill a need. You can't build a team on long-term contracts. They don't work. So, like, you have to build a team to the draft. When you're the Yankees, you really can't do it because you're competitive every year. From what I've seen the last couple years, and I know they will never do it, I mean, you just have to let Judge – if you don't re-sign Judge, you know you're done anyway. Like, they're not going to compete without Judge. There's not another player to go out there and sign. So I just almost think they should pretty much blow it up and then just let the kids come up in July – or start them, and then see where you're at next year because this team is not, they're not, they're so far away from the Astros South. It's like, it's a Grand Canyon gap. I don't care the games are close. I get it. But before you let me go, the point I was making about Boone as well, every, I was sitting around my son watching the game with Cole on the mound. There's not a person in this world that watches baseball that thought it was a good idea to take Garrett Cole out to put in Trevino, whatever his name is. You knew the game was done from the moment that happened. Thank you, Sal. Have a good night. All right, Marcus. Uh, no problem. I appreciate the call, and thank you. You have a good night as well. Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of the decisions were not great decisions. Results, forget the result. Regardless of the result, a lot of the decisions for Boone were ones that were all like, huh? Whether it's Holmes in the Cleveland series, whether it's Cole in, you know, in, in his start uh, in Game 3, But I look at it and say, I don't believe Boone is making these decisions on his own. There's data, there's metrics, there's analytics, whether it says Garrett Cole's spin rate is down or velocity is down or this or that, whatever it may be. And it seems like every move that Boone made was the wrong one. Trusting Cortez to stay in there, boom, prompt, cue the three-run homer, three-run game-tying homer. But I think it's more about the data and the analytics. And you're right. The gap has been widened. I did not think that was the case. I was wrong.
We saw it firsthand. 2017, it took them seven games to get eliminated by the Astros. 2019, it was six games. 2022, it was a sweep. Blow it up actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. But they're the Yankees. I think you'll see a similar team, maybe with some youth, where Peraza, you know, who knows what Volpe's deal is going to be. But we keep hearing about these guys. And if they don't come up and become studs, I mean, then what? At some point, the Yankees are going to actually have to deliver on these promises here. When's Glaber going to develop exactly? What is he now? Now he's just a an average second baseman? The guy was supposed to be a star. A guy, an average second baseman who can't hit in the clutch? That's what Glaber's become? And what if, and I said this earlier, but for those of you who are just waking up and going to work, sucks, doesn't it? Alarm went off or alarm's going off. You're like, yeah, God. 3.30 in the morning, got to go into work. I get it. Trust me. Anyway, for those of you just waking up, what if Aaron Judge re-signs with the Yankees? What if Aaron Judge has another year just like he did this year? 58 home runs, you know, because 60 might not be realistic again. 58 home runs, 315, 150 ribbies, whatever. Plays, you know, almost a full season. What if he does that? Then what? Postseason time. You, you think he's going to hit in the postseason all of a sudden? Big if. That might not be a gamble they could be taking here. The Yankees need to change it. Whether they strip it down and start over again, whether they ship out Stanton and Torres, and those are the only two guys I could really think of that would be a significant difference. I mean, unfortunately, Donaldson's not going anywhere. Ideally, you'd like to move on from Donaldson, maybe have IKF at third and have Peraza at short, but is that an exciting lineup? You know, LeMayhew will be back, you'd assume, if he could stay healthy. I would, the two moves that I would make right out of the gate. Now, I would move on from Brian Cashman. I said that last year, so why wouldn't I say that again this year? The two moves that I would make, I would move Stanton and I would move Glaber Torres. That, to me, would change the core enough of this team. Now, you got to replace them. Go sign Trey Turner. Maybe go try to sign Edwin Diaz or Jacob DeGrom, whatever. I mean, there's there are options out there. Or make a big trade. Go try to get Shohei Otani. I think the Mets and Yankees should both be looking to make that move. Whatever it takes. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. How are we today? Not bad. Still trying to recuperate from idiocy. (laughs) You're not alone. The moves they make were uh, utterly ridiculous. I agree with everything that Taco Frank said about that move. Oh, did he say something about Garrett Cole? Mm, yes, uh, uh, somebody else said something too. Hundred percent. There was no reason to take him out and bring in Trevino. If you want to take Cole out, you bring in Malajica, or you bring in uh, Holmes, or someone other than Trevino. He's not the man for that spot. I, know, I, I think I agree with you with the fact that Boone doesn't make all the decisions in which he should. I think that the but well, we don't know what well, we don't know who's making what decision when. It's easy to figure it out. You can judge on based on based perform, best performances of what Cashman has done. I have seen him too many years. I think he should be. I should be definitely, definitely don't offer him a contract. Please bring in someone else from outside the organization that is that has won some some sort of winning, because then if we can bring them someone else in, maybe we can get some different results. Yeah, I don't even know. Every year. I don't even know if it's necessarily got to be somebody who's won, but let's say that they decided to... We need I'm a just, change of voice. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, well they need a change in vision. Right. Well, what, if, what, if, what if they hired Derek Jeter as president of the baseball operations? I would hire Derek Jeter as GM. Right, well, that's what I mean. He, president of the baseball operations, whatever. He could bring in his own GM, but... Definitely, because Jeter has a Jeter would make things uh, give it a different voice, a different and he would definitely change the culture back into what where he was back then and a different he philosophy. He's a, right. He's done it before. He's got a totally different philosophy. Jeter, right. I would I, exactly. I would trust. Now, look, we've seen great players before struggle in ownership roles or because le- remember Sal. He never let the game speed up on him. What makes me think that he would let this speed up? Well, on him? I'm just he saying, you know, we've nice approach. How many times have we seen it before where great players try to become coaches or general managers or owners or whatever, and it doesn't work out necessarily? No, but, but he's different. I agree. I put it this way: I believe that if the Marlins didn't mess around, and you know how I know for a fact that Jeter's the guy because he doesn't care to just sit there and say he's not taking the job because he wants the job or the high profile. The Marlins got changed. They got changed to a point where he said, if you're not going to let me do what I know I need to do to be able to win, I'm out of here. And that's well, exactly and that's what happened. That's exactly what 
gig. Right. He left. So if he I'm left. him, imagine Jeter running things with a, a financial backing of the Yankees compared to what he had with the Marlins. He had nothing with the Marlins, basically. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I think that's, to me, that's the play because it checks multiple boxes. You're bringing in a guy who's right. got some experience. Who's got Jeter. some potential? It's a completely different vision. And oh, by the way, he he's yeah, he's one of the great Yankees ever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How about that yeah. combination, Jeter I Mattingly? Like, I, him and Donnie Baseball. Yeah, well, why not bring in Mattingly for manager? Jeter had him as manager in, my, in Miami. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and if you have, I mean, I'm trying would, to excite Yankee fans. That's a move that I believe would excite I would Yankee think, fans. I think it would work definitely. But the thing is, will they do it? That's just the question. No, the answer is no, they won't. Well, I hope they do. Because if they don't, if they don't sign Judge, it's going to be hell to pay in the <laughs> in the chambers and in life. And the bleacher creatures will go off the charts. Well, forget and, Judge. I mean, yeah. if, even if they do sign Judge, if they bring Cashman back, what's no, the point? No, you can't bring Cashman back, and you've got to say, Aaron Boone, goodbye. Here's your money. Get out of here now. I mean, I hate to be blunt, but you want to know what's out? This, this, enough already. Well, you got to be enough blunt. Every, enough of every year that you go home disappointed. And enough already with the, making all their stupid excuses. They give you so many stupid... Not, uh, you know what you should do, sense. Stuart? What? Switch back to being a Met fan. <sighs> Think about you, it. Sleep you, on it. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, well, you know how that will happen, right? I know, Stuart, we keep going You're down this bring, I'm bringing it no, up. I keep, no, I keep, no, forget that. No, no, forget that. that. I, we're not going there. I don't want you to go there. I keep forgetting that you bring Sal? that up. No, I'm not going there. No, All no. All right, Sal, so let me sleep on it. But the thing is, I want this team to succeed. I, I, I know you do. I think we all do. And the problem is, and thank you for the call, Stuart. I want to get one more call on before the top. So I appreciate uh, you checking in, as always. Uh, we all want them to succeed. Some, of course, more than others. But it'd be nice to see the Yankees get back to being, you know, I was saying this earlier, they're not the Yankees that I grew up hating. They're far from it. And I'm brainwashed thinking that they still are. Oh, wait, no, this will be the year that they go out there and make the big trade. Oh, no, wait, this will be the year that they go out there and get the top three free agents on the market. Oh, no, wait, this will be the year that they get back to and win a World Series. And it just doesn't happen anymore. You know what? I've come to the realization they're not the same. The proof is there. These are the lovable losing Yankees. And look, losing when you get to the ALCS, that's not that bad. Losing when you win a division and win 99 games, that's not that bad. Every team would love to lose like that. But compared to the great Yankee standards, the gold standards, these are the bronze bombers. It's been proven. How many moves have they made that have been the bronze moves? They used to get the best, nothing but the best for the Yankees. Now it's they settle for the bronze. Mike is in Brooklyn. What's up, Mike? Yeah, I just wanted to go back to tickets for a second. Sure. It was to get into game, get into game four before I lost game three. It was over 200 bucks. Guess how much it went down after the lost game three? Yeah, significantly. I heard you could get in for like 30 bucks or something. Yeah, you'll there for like 20, 30 bucks. I was even going to go, but then I was like, you know, it's raining and I call the game. I'm not going to travel all the way out there. And I have a cold game on me, so I didn't have the time. And, yeah, and you're down 0-3. I could understand the ticket prices coming down for that. And, and, I mean, it's crazy to think that you could get into that game where people who were getting excited and bought that ticket 
before they played the series. Yeah, you got so bad for them. And you took a beating on that. I mean, yeah. it, it, and thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you checking in. Yeah, that's a pretty significant drop off. That's just, I mean, that's why, who are we talking about this with? Where it is essentially gambling. Maybe I was talking about this in the SNY newsroom. You're buying these tickets. You don't know what's going to happen with the result of the game. So that's a gamble. You just say we keep referencing the Knicks-Hornets Wednesday night as an example. Fleegs was saying he was going to go to it. And, you know, it's the Knicks' last home game for a while. I was actually looking to see if they were playing on November 4th because I might uh, try to have a night out with my wife for a change. So I was like, oh, let me see if maybe the Knicks are in town. No. Rangers? No. Okay. Broadway show it is. Wonder what that's going to cost me. Anyway, let's just say that you pay. You know what? You want to splurge. Wednesday night against the Hornets is going to be the one game that you and your family go to. Four tickets. 200, I'll be uh, generous here, 200 bucks a pop. So you're ready at 800 bucks. Two, four, six. You're ready at 800 bucks before you walk in the door. Commute, dealing with the traffic, hassle, however you get there. Fine. Then you get there. Then you're buying, daddy, daddy, I want cotton candy. Daddy, daddy, I want a foam finger. All right, shut up. Give me a second, will you? Daddy, daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. Get me the hell out of here. What did I get myself into? So you're in for another couple hundred bucks. Daddy, daddy, I want chicken fingers and fries. Okay, do you want two? Yeah, and then the two kids want the two. Everybody wants the same thing. Two foam fingers, two cotton candies, two chicken tenders and fries, and a large soda because they want the souvenir cup. You're talking about you're out of grand already before you sit in your seat. Then you sit in your seat and you watch the Knicks get smoked by the Hornets. Like, like that can't happen. Down 20 at the half. I mean, think about that. Kids passed out. Who needs to go to the bathroom? Who wants to go home? You just dropped 800 bucks plus all the concession stands. You're in for a grand. Your team's getting blown out, and the kids want to go home. That's not the way you want to spend your Wednesday night, Marco. I mean, it's, and that's a realistic picture. I'm sure that that happens quite often. Yeah, I'm going to pass on all that. <laughs> right, exactly. You laid it all out there. I'm just going to pass. Here's the deal. Leave the wife and kids at home. You and I go, Marco. That's the bottom line. You know what? That might not be a bad idea. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 